Welcome to The Dad Presents. Make sure you're following the show wherever you're listening. And wherever you are out in the world, spread that love and liberty. Let's go. Thanks for checking out the show, and I have some exciting news for you today. The experts, Fauci, the rest of them, they're letting you know that if your child missed the flu vaccine last year because of the pandemic or anything else, well, they can just go and double up this year. Just go to Rite Aid, go to your local pharmacist and say, hey, hit my kid with a double shot of that good stuff. So here at my house, we got a whole cheat code for it. We got it all figured out. My wife's a nurse. And what we, what we did is we got a whole IV system working. So every night when the kids go to bed, my wife breaks out her little nursing kit and she finds one of those fat, juicy veins on my, my nine-year-old and my 12-year-old because, you know, young kids, they got healthy veins. So it's, they're pretty surface, pretty easy to find. And she just slams a needle into one of those veins and we just have them on a vaccine IV every night. Some nights it's a little COVID vaccine. Some nights it's a little bit of the flu. Some nights it's uh, hepatitis, whatever we're feeling like. Sometimes it's just a big concoction of all of them. So they're protected against pretty much everything. We're, we in this house, we are ready for the virus apocalypse. Bring on viral apocalypse. We're ready. In fact, we're so ready we, that we test our kids for dinner last night. What the bride actually made, you know, sometimes she makes like a casserole or a lasagna. Uh, she's Filipino. We, we really love the Filipino adobo. Well, last night, the bride made an HIV casserole with a side of black plague pudding. And, you know, my kids just, they just noshed it down, just chomped down. You know, kids, they got a, a big, strong, healthy appetite. They can eat. They can put it away because they're growing. So my kid had two helpings of HIV casserole. He woke up today fine, just totally kicked it because he's got super immunity from the IV. They've got the immunity power of Fauci multiplied by Magic Johnson. Nothing can knock these kids out. So listen, man, if you're a fan of the show for a short time only, your kid can get this immunity IV protection for 15% off at the dadpresents.com slash get juiced. Go get it, guys. I mean, I don't think we're far from that. That's all ridiculous, but I don't think we are far in this society from that. That is actually what is being recommended to children right now. Double up on the flu vaccine. Just double up. Uh, double up. Uh, uh. Sorry, I can't rap. I'm also white. And uh, anybody over 40 recognize what that was all about. Anyway, I want you guys to know I appreciate you. You guys who have been listening for a long time, you know, the show's been out for three years. It used to be a parenting show. Now it's now it's about fighting the system for your children. I love you and I appreciate you. And I thank you for sticking with this show through, you know, all the different platforms that we've had to move through as we've gotten banned by the COVID regime for interviewing doctors who don't toe the line. We've been banned on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, suspension here, suspension there. And some of you, you just keep finding us. You keep subscribing. And I appreciate you. I love you, man. I appreciate it. You know, because we got to stick together if we're going to beat this COVID regime, if we're going to beat the people who want to steal away our liberties. And I appreciate you sticking it out with this show. Facebook just banned this show for another 30 days. And YouTube just banned the show for another two weeks for interviewing Dr. Peter McCullough 
the world's most published cardiologist. We interviewed him about myocarditis, and I guess he doesn't qualify as an expert because both YouTube and Facebook banned us and slapped us with that disinformation label. You know, I don't know. That's the world we're living in. The world's most published cardiologist is not qualified to talk about heart inflammation. Anyway, guys, you know, the dad presents, obviously, this is not the biggest show in America. You know, we got, I have a nice following and I appreciate that, but it's not the biggest show in America, which that makes it easier to ban this show and ban other shows like this. You know, you can't go out there and cancel Joe Rogan when he has on Dr. Dr. Robert Malone, because his audience is 11 million strong. And if you ban him, the whole world is going to take notice. So instead, they try nasty little tricks. You know, they call him a racist. They, they, they clip him saying naughty, naughty words and, and try to get you to hate him for that. Or they recruit old men like Neil Young to pull the music off Spotify in order to silence him. But none of that worked. His audience grew during that time. He became bigger. Everything that Dr. Malone said on his show a year ago and Dr. Peter McCullough that said on his show 18 months ago, all that stuff turned out to be true. His show has been vindicated, right? So you can't cancel a man like that. But for a f- small show like The Dad Presents, a show with only 100,000 followers on social media, you know, it's not, that's not teensy weensy. It's significant. 100,000 is significant, but it's a drop in the bucket compared to 13 million. If you want to cancel a show like this, all you got to do is pull the plug. Just turn off the lights on the show. You don't, there's no explanation from Facebook. There's no, there's no public statement from Facebook to the LA Times about why the Dad Presents was canceled. It's not necessary. Nobody really notices. 100,000 of you notice, right? So it's easy to repress solid information coming out of a small show like this. It's easy. So I really appreciate those of you who continue to find and follow the show and support the show. I don't say that enough. I just want you to know that I appreciate you. Doing this show is hard work. Bringing you doctors who go against the grain, it's hard work. And it's a little bit dangerous. You know, I, I, worry, about, I worry about repercussions politically. I worry about maybe, you know, they've weaponized the FBI. I I expect next they're going to weaponize the IRS. I worry about things like that. So I appreciate you guys helping the show to stay relevant and alive and growing. And I ask you, if you like the content, if you like what we're doing here, if you believe these doctors, share it with a friend, share the show with a friend, make sure that you yourself are subscribed on all platforms, or at least the platform you listen on. And leave a review on iTunes because that helps with the algorithms and that helps us to beat the censors. So, you know, moving along, we got more COVID news and we got another doctor on today and you guys might be getting tired of doctors, but I think this stuff is important because I don't think the fight is over yet. Um, in the past, when I've had doctors on, so many people have written the show and called me dumb or called me MAGA because I went against the grain and because I was actually, I, I don't mind tooting my own horn. I was brave enough to go against the grain and say things a year ago and interview doctors a year ago that were taboo. Well, now a full year later, all those things have been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt to be true. Really, nobody argues with the fact that the vaccine does not stop you from catching the virus or passing it on. Nobody argues with that anymore. Everybody knows that's true, right? The vaccines don't stop COVID. 
Nobody argues anymore that the lockdowns would not decimate our economy and do more harm than good. We can clearly see that. Those statements, when made on the show a year ago, I, I caught a lot of crap for them. I was mocked. But now everyone knows those things are true. So now when I bring you the world's most published cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullough, a couple of weeks ago, and he tells you that the vaccines caused, caused asymptomatic myocarditis in 2% of the children who got the vaccine, or when I bring on a doctor like I have for you today, Dr. Ben Marble, who has been nominated for a Nobel Prize because his organization has treated 300,000 patients for free in all 50 states. There's not another doctor on the planet who's done that. And this doctor tells you some even more wild shit than Dr. McCullough. Maybe before you write me a nasty letter, or maybe before you completely dismiss these doctors as grifters, consider the history of the show and the credibility that we should now have from being right a year and a half ago before almost everyone else. Okay. We have credibility. So before you dismiss these things, because some of the things you're going to hear from Dr. Marble, they're pretty outrageous. So before you just out and out dismiss them, consider the credibility of the show and at least think about them. Now, I'm sure all of you who are fans of the show, I'm sure all of you, like myself, I'm sure you've had some friends and family who have trash talked you in the past year and a half, two years for your positions. You'd think by now that those people would be a little more humbled and open to new ideas, but they're just not, man. They're just not. I've literally had friends state emphatically that our kids should not be allowed to go to school with their kids because our unvaccinated dirty kids put their vaccinated kids at risks. I've had to endure statements like that from actual friends. Okay. Now, of course, that is clearly unfactual. Now, I, I I always knew that, but now they know that statement was unfactual as well. Have they apologized? No, of course not. No, you don't ever get apologies from these kind of people. It's better to pretend. It's better for them to pretend that they just never, they never believed or said that, right? And now, when they hear the things coming out of this show. They're going to mock it again. That's just the way it goes. And with the rapid increase of sudden adult death syndrome, like Dr. McCullough told you last week, and myocarditis, and all the COVID infection numbers post-vaccine introduction, it's become painstakingly obvious to everyone paying even the slightest bit of attention that the mRNA vaccines are neither safe nor effective. Everybody knows it. Government knows it. Media knows it. I know it, you know it, your buddies know it, the liberals know it, everybody knows it. So you've got to now, because they were wrong, because they were so clearly wrong and caused so much damage to society, you need to prepare yourself for some political spin on a level we've never before seen. They are going to spin till you're throwing up dizzy like you're on the playground on the freaking teacups with your five-year-old. They're going to start blaming the vaccine failures on Trump. They're going to state that he was the only one pushing all the vaccines and lockdowns. They're going to do it because they're already doing it. I know they're going to do it because they're already doing it. I saw an, uh, an article last week on political, political, no, it's Politico, stating exactly that, stating exactly that, that Trump pushed out the vaccines and that's why they were unsafe. So five years ago, I would have said that, you know, after everything we just lived through, people 
aren't idiots. They're not stupid. They're not going to believe that ridiculous political spin. They saw how much, how, how hard the left was pushing these vaccines. There's no way they're going to buy that spin. Wrong people. They are that dumb. People are going to believe that spin. They are going to believe that spin because those people, they're too far gone. And it's time to leave those people behind. Don't argue with them. When they start, when they start saying all these vaccines are not safe and effective and it's because of Trump, don't try to say, uh, dude, I told you they weren't safe and effective two years ago. The Dad Presents did episodes about it two years ago. Don't bother. Don't waste your breath. Save that oxygen. Okay? Because there's probably going to be a supply chain problem with oxygen coming up because of how bad these people fucked up the world. Don't waste your breath. These people have adopted the idea that Fauci is infallible and they cannot be convinced otherwise. So if the narrative is now that the vaccines were unsafe because they were rushed because of Trump, those people are going to believe it and you can't waste your time convincing them otherwise. So again, today we're going to be talking to Dr. Ben Marble about some of the COVID tyranny we've all experienced. In this interview, I'm just going to straight up tell you that Dr. Marble said some things that are fucking wacky. They're just positively extreme. I don't know if they're true or not. I'm not calling Dr. Ben Marble wacky. He's a little bit wacky. You know, I like wacky. He's a fun guy. But I don't know if the things he is saying are true or not. There's no way that I could possibly know. There's no way that you could possibly know. What much of what he said is definitely speculation. I can say that. However, I also know for certain that Dr. Marble is very intelligent. I know he created a charity that has successfully treated 300,000 COVID patients with only six total deaths. That's incredible. So he obviously knows how to treat COVID. That's a fact. He, he's obviously a courageous enough person to risk his career and reputation by speaking the things that he both knows to be true, like how to treat COVID, and also about other things about how the vaccines have hurt people, which he knows to be true. And he's also been courageous enough to speak the things that he believes to be true, which you're all going to hear about from him very shortly. Now, again, two years ago, Dr. Ben Marble was telling you the vaccines were not safe and not effective when Dr. Fauci was telling you the opposite. Dr. Ben Marble was correct. So today, when he tells you some stuff that is way out there, at least give it some consideration and realize and, and acknowledge that two years ago he was right and he's been proven so in the face of complete adversity. So given all the things that we have verifiably been lied about from our government, personally, I'm not going to dismiss the things Dr. Ben Marble says simply because it sounds too wild for my, my brain to wrap around. Because if we start dismissing and silencing qualified experts simply because they tell us things that we don't want to hear, then we just become sitting ducks to the propaganda of the power-hungry sociopaths who rule us. So yeah, my gut, you know, when he, when he starts talking about Bill Gates and Bill Gates' plan to control the population by killing billions of people worldwide with vaccines, my gut tells me that I should dismiss what he is saying. I should dismiss any person telling me this kind of stuff. Because it seems silly. And I think it's highly unlikely that we are facing like some kind of global cabal of, of billionaires using vaccines to control the population. I don't think that is very plausible. I think it sounds nuts, quite frankly. 
What I think we are most likely dealing with in the past couple of years is government incompetence, government greed, corporate greed, abuse of power for personal gain, things of that nature, criminal activity, in other words. But, but, but at the same time, Bill Gates said with his own mouth, with his own face, he said that he wanted to reduce the population and control the population with vaccines. He said that. Okay, I'm going to play the clip for you here in a second. And once you know that, you got to pay a little bit closer attention. You got to at least give a few beats of thought to what Dr. Ben Marble says, because Bill Gates straight up said these things. It'd be one thing if if the, we were just pulling if if Dr. Ben Marble was pulling this stuff out of thin air, but these are things that Bill Gates said. Somehow we have to make changes that will bring that down to zero. This equation has four factors, a little bit of multiplication. So you've got a thing on the left, CO2, that you want to get to zero. And that's going to be based on the number of people, the services each person's using on average, the energy on average for each service, and the CO2 being put out per unit of energy. So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Uh, that's back from high school algebra. But let's, let's take a look. Uh, first, we've got population. Uh, the world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 billion. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, health care, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Look, man. I don't know what Bill Gates is up to. I don't know. I can't wrap my head around it. But I do know that our freedoms are being stripped away every day. And Americans, for the most part, have willingly been handing over these freedoms in exchange for the illusion of safety. And that's a bad deal for all of us. We've been handing over freedoms for the illusion of safety. We've not been safe. And now we're not free. Our ancestors understood that our freedoms were worth dying for in the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and World Wars. They fought for liberty. That's what our grandparents fought for. They fought for liberty. And now it's our time to fight. Now, I'm not suggesting we pick up arms. I, let me make that very clear. We need to remain peaceful. I am not even remotely suggesting that. Okay? Quite the opposite of that. But there's other ways to fight and win. So what I'm trying to do on this show by bringing you alternative points of view, people who have previously been correct. All right. It is now our time to fight for liberty. My pop-up is one of the, the heroes of World War II. He fought in World War II and saved the world from tyranny. Straight up. That's what he did. He's a hero. And someday in the future, all the children of America, they're going to look back upon our generation And they're either going to view us as cowards and sheep who let the country fall into the hands of authoritarians, or they're going to look back and view us as heroes the way I view my pop-up as a hero. So let's make sure they see us as heroes. So now we're going to get into the interview with Dr. Ben. But first, a word from our sponsors, expressvpn.com slash the dad. Look, guys, the FBI and NSA, they're tracking you, man. 
If you're a parent and you use the word liberty or patriot in your bio on Twitter or whatever, or you talk about it on Facebook, guess what? They're spending money to track your web activity. Last year alone, 4 million Americans were tracked. That data recently came out. 4 million Americans were spied on by the FBI, and they're not going after the lefties. So protect yourself and protect your family with a VPN blocker from expressvpn.com slash the dad. There's just no reason to not do this at this point. You get three free months. If you don't like it by the fourth month, you cancel. Cancel by month four. You never pay for it. So try it out. Expressvpn.com slash the dad. Protect yourself. Protect your privacy. Protect your family. Our second sponsor is zstacklife.com slash the dad. Guys, COVID's still here. Still here. People aren't dying from it, but you don't want to get it. I had it. It's no fun. Flu season's coming back around. Get your body right and ready and healthy. Exercise eat right, and get all the vitamins you need for a strong immune system in one dose from Z-Stack Life, which was created by the great Dr. Zelenko, who was one of the first brave doctors to stand up and fight against the COVID regime. Go to zstacklife.com slash dad, get 15% off, get your body right. Let's get back into the show. All right, guys, today we are with Nobel Prize nominated doctor, Dr. Ben Marble. I met Dr. Marble at the Gateway to Freedom conference a couple of weeks ago, and he put on an amazing dinner performance. It, it was a performance. He, he gave us a bunch of knowledge, but it was super entertaining. So I wanted to have him on the show. Dr. Marble is a family practice and MD. Uh, Dr. Marble today is probably going to tell you some things that do not fall in line with Fauciism. Dr. True Science, Mr. Tony Fauci, he's always telling us to trust the science, even though he's not treated any COVID patients. Uh, Dr. Marble has treated over 15,000 himself. He's the CEO of myfreedoctor.com, which has treated over 300,000 patients for free in all 50 states, which is insane. And they've had a success rate of 99.99%. So you guys can dis discuss, you can watch, you can decide if you're going to trust a guy like Dr. True Science, Tony Fauci, or a doctor like Dr. Ben Marble. For me, it's no contest. Doctor, thanks for joining us. How you doing? Thanks so much for having me, man. Uh, it was great to meet you at, at the Gateway to Freedom event. That was a really good event, wasn't it? Uh, it was awesome. I, it, for me, it, it was amazing. Like we've been having on doctors for a year now um, who, who have not, you know, gone with the, the, the narrative, but I've never seen so many assembled in one place and to, to be surrounded by so many brilliant doctors who are on the same page. It gave me renewed faith in the message we're putting out there. Yeah, it, it certainly does do that. And I would love to give kudos to Dr. Molly James. She's the one who put that all together. She's a great leader in this fight that, you know, this is a war. It's a, you know, I tell people, you know, World War Three or whatever you want to call name you want to give it. It started in 2020, the war, the bioterrorism war, the cyber war. Now, the bombs and bullets war that's happened in other parts of the country. But this is a, a, of the world. I mean, like in Ukraine, but this is a world war. It is ongoing. Um, and we've been witnesses to the greatest mass poisoning in human history. This, you know, I, I, the big, I like to talk about the big picture concept, which is my, my opinion that the World Economic Forum, this is their great reset. And instead of killing people with uh, guns and gas chambers, they're using fake vaccine gene editing poison. And they just brainwashed over 5 billion people into believing poison was safe and effective 
most powerful brainwashing tool wow. of all time is known as political correctness. Wow. And because of that, we, we are witnesses to the greatest mass poisoning ever. And so the mass die off is in progress. We see more people die this year than any year ever. And that will continue uh, next year. Um, the, you know, yeah. so the, the short thing is short term, the doctors, we have to stop these shots. We have to get the, these poison shots pulled off the market. And that's the, the thing that's maddening is because, you know, many of us know that they're poisoned. A lot of the doctors, well, not a lot, but there's only a few of us. I formed the Right Docs of History group. We're the doctors who never recommended a single dose of poison for a single patient. So back in November 2020, I looked at all the data. I told all of our patients, you know, uh, do you really want to take uh, an experimental new gene editing technology that's never been used in humans before for a disease with a 99% you know, survival rate didn't make any sense to me. So that's basically when I came up with the COVID vaccine, uh, hell no, my body, my choice, uh, and connected the dots on that back to, you know, the hypocrisy of the, the you know, pro-abortion movement. Um, they can't have it both ways. Either you believe you have a right to bodily autonomy or you don't. So if you have a right to bodily autonomy, you should not be forced to take uh, poison shots that you don't want to take uh, or, you know, whether they're holding you down and forcing you to take it or whether they're threatening to fire you and coercing you to take it, it's, it's still wrong. And yes, absolutely. Uh, let me, let me, let me jump in there for a second. So we talk about the world economic forum on the show all the time. It's just the people we have on the show just seem to keep bringing it up. So I didn't know anything about that before I started the show, but it keeps coming up over and over again. So I'm, I'm well-versed in it. Our audience is well-versed in it. Now, I, I didn't want to bring, I wanted to have kind of a softer start on this show, but you, sure. just, you dove right into it. Okay. So now I got to address it. Um, yes. 99% of people recover from COVID regardless. Yes. The, the medicine is definitely experimental. Like it's, it's brand new. It's experimental. That is, you can't argue that. Yes. The guy who was involved in inventing the technology, Dr. Robert Malone says you should probably shouldn't take this or definitely should not be forced to take it. That's all. You cannot debate any of that. You, you just took it a step further. And I know you've been on the Alex Jones show and you've said, and you just said right now it's poison and it's killing people. So that's taking it next level. Now, when you say something like that, it makes it easy for detractors to kind of label you as a conspiracy guy. Right? Sure. So do you have like concrete evidence to back up the claim that the vaccine is in fact poison as you called it sure there's plenty of evidence i would say i, I equate it to poison just like cyanide or ar arsenic and i would ar argue it's even worse poison than cyanide or ar arsenic because there's never been a time in history where five billion people all took arsenic at the same time or five billion people all took cyanide at the same time but that just happened with this poison and as proof it's poison is simple look at and, the, and what is the poison the poison is the spike protein and the spike protein poison is in both the COVID virus, the COVID-19 virus, and it's yeah. in the shots. So it's in both. So the problem is the COVID-19 virus can cause all the same things that the shots cause. But when the shots cause it, they blame it on COVID-19. So you get the shot, you get all the symptoms of COVID because the spike protein, protein causes the symptoms of COVID, the fever, cough, and all that. And it gives you positive tests. And then if you die less than 14 days after the shot, they call that a COVID death and not a shot death. So it's a great way of lying with using statistics to lie um, is the bottom line. They're just lying. Now, look at the VAERS data. They're on data, CDC's data. The 
vaccine adverse event reporting system. That's been the gold standard for vaccines for if there's a bad outcome. We're, we're over 30,000, over 30,000 deaths in their, by their data. Now their, their numbers, you know, FDA is supposed to pull a new drug off the market when there's 50 deaths. Now they've mm-hmm. already got 30,000 deaths. So we're way past the 50, 50 limit where you normally, they should have pulled these poisons yes. off the market about March of last year, 2021, when they passed that 50 death limit, they just ignored all the normal rules. Right. So now on on the VARES, so let's address the VARES because this is the point that comes up a lot, VARES, right? And then what, again, your detractors will say, people will say, well, anybody can report a death to VARES for any reason. Is that true? Like what, what can we actually expect that VARES data means? False report on VAERS is, is a crime. And so if people were to do that and just waste all their time filling out false reports, they would be committing a crime. So I don't see just your average person wanting to do that. People don't just want to go fill out reports. Right. You know, generally only medical people are going to want to do that. Or it's either going to be the doctor, the nurse involved with the case or the family member or the patient themselves that's going to fill out the VAERS report. And yeah. but it is a complicated uh you know, it's not an easy, they don't make it easy to fill those out. So people just wind up, they start to fill it out and then they quit a lot of times. But Harvard did a study, they estimated it was about 1% of the true number. So if there's over 30,000 deaths, then, you know, multiply that by 100, that would be the true number of deaths. So it's clear. It's Harvard all the estimated is, that in regard to COVID or in general to VAERS? In, in general with VAERS. Um, and is that because other, people generally, like you said, don't fill out reports? Basically, yes. People don't. Doctors get too busy. They don't have the time to do it. They got more patients waiting and they don't want to take the time to fill out some report when there's a sick patient in the room waiting. So it's just human nature. People just don't fill them out. Um, so, But we know the ones that did get filled out that there's over 30,000 deaths that started, which is more than all. You know, If you look at all the other vaccines combined over the past three decades, that's more deaths from the COVID vaccines than all the other vaccines combined. So how wow. so that basically means it's the single most deadly vaccine of all time. How can you claim this the most deadly vaccine of all time is safe and effective? You can't. It's a, right. just a straight up lie. It's just a big fat lie. It's the great big lie. And uh, you know, basically, these people were brainwashed into believing poison was safe and effective. It's not safe and it's not effective unless the goal is just to kill everybody. And honestly, that's well, where I'm at. There you go. I think so it, when when you when you call it poison. The connotation is that it's designed to kill. Do you believe that it's actually designed to kill or do you just Uh, believe it's a bad medicine? No, I absolutely believe it was designed to kill on purpose. Yes, I do believe that for sure. No question about it. The evildoers, the atheist transhumanists, the God haters, they want to play God. And they were, you know, talking about, hey, let's edit the genome. It's like hacking a computer. It's way more complicated than hacking a computer. We don't know what 98% of DNA even does. So going and tinkering with it when you don't know what 98% of it does is just a guaranteed recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people and they, who understand- and they found that the DNA, the recent studies have shown that people have taken the, the mRNA version of these vaccines, so the Moderna and the Pfizer they have had their DNA reverse transcribed by these vaccines. They found it in liver cells. Is that true? Can you elaborate on that? Yes, that, that has been proven to be true. We knew it would be true before they put them out. I mean, it was inevitable that this was going to be proven. Just if you understand how mRNA goes into the cell nucleus and, and how reverse transcriptase works and all that, you get to some complex 
complex, high-level science when you try to have that discussion that the average person doesn't understand. But the simple reality is if you took the shot, you're basically a mute. You're a literal mute. You are no longer a normal human. Human, You're now a mutant, a genetically modified organism. It modifies your genetic code, so you're no longer normal. You're a genetically modified organism, also known as a mutant. Now, of course, Hollywood glamorizes mutants and makes it seem like it's cool. But what are the real mutants experiencing? The real mutants are experiencing heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, cancers, all sorts of bad problems, no good problems, no superpowers, no super x-ray vision or no telepathy or none of the cool stuff like Hollywood glamorizes. It's all death, misery, pain and suffer yes. on your way to a, 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 a on your way to the graveyard is the bottom line. So you, you use the word like mutant. And again, that's another one of those words that might put people off. But the reality of the word mutant is your genetics have mutated. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, I went to, to school for healthcare, and I understand that's what mRNA, that's what RNA is designed to do is to, dis, you know, change the DNA. So like you said, it, it seems like it was inevitable. It does seem that way to me. I understand it to be that way as well. Um, all the myocarditis we've seen. So we had uh, we had Dr. McCullough on here talking about myocarditis. We got banned from YouTube for it, even though he's like the most published cardiologist in the world. You would think he would know about myocarditis. Anyway, um, so that's happening for people who get the shot, right? There, you Doctors who are warning about this stuff are now advising people, you know, don't get any more shots. Just just stop. If you got one, don't get two. If you got two, don't get three. Just, just call it quits. This disease is not a threat to you. There's no need for the shots. It's experimental. Don't get more. So people who have already gotten one or gotten two, whereas you are calling it poison and they are mutants, can they expect if they've not had side effects up until this point, that they should be okay? Or can they expect, even if they get no more shots, there might be things that happen a year down the road that we're just not aware of yet. Well, the reality is we just don't know. Um, so, uh, you know, Dr. McCulloch had pointed out some good points that, you know, certainly some people may have gotten placebos. Some people may have gotten batches that if they weren't stored at the appropriate temperature, it would spool the batch. And then that would be just, you know, if it wasn't stored cold enough, then it would be corrupted and that would be just like getting a placebo because the mRNA would, would basically break down. So um, the good news is that it looks like 100% of people didn't actually get you know, the actual poison. Uh, we do know it's dose dependent. Those who take four doses are way more likely to die than those who take one. So first thing, if you already took it, don't take any more. That's an easy call, no more. The other thing I tell people to do, things that have been shown to help repair DNA damage. Uh, two things in spe specific, uh, praying, prayer, and fasting. Intermittent fasting and prayer have been shown to help repair DNA damage and help to boost your overall immunity. The, the third thing everybody who's taken the shot should also do is take ivermectin at least once a week because that'll help to bind any circulating spike protein in your body. The problem is these shots go in your body. They tell your cells to start crunching out the spike protein, and the spike protein is the poison. Um, we don't know how long that lasts. Some people, it may last a, a week. Other people, it may last for the rest of their lives. We just don't know yet because it's never been right. used in humans before. So that's, you know, remains to be seen how long the people will make the spike protein, the people who, who took the shots. Um, ultimately, what we hope to find is a true cure. If we can find a way to shut off the, the production of the spike protein, there's a couple of theoretical ways we could do it. 
Um, we're looking at, you know, there's a lot of doctors around the world. That's kind of the Holy grail. Everybody's searching for what's the true antidote to these poisons, uh, that make your body make the spike protein. And that to me, the true antidote would shut the production off. If we can find a way to shut the production of the spike protein off in the people who took the shots, then that would be a true, true cure for those people. And that's something we are searching for actively, you know, as we speak. And hopefully we do find that because we have over 5 billion people who've been poisoned in this greatest mass poisoning event ever known as the great reset. And they're all going to need treatment. Um, the ones that survive some people, you know, some it's kind of like some people, these people are like ticking time bombs. If they don't get some type of treatment, some of them may wind up dying. We don't know. Um, if they keep, if their body keeps making the spike protein and they keep forming clots all throughout their body, they may just randomly have a stroke or a heart attack. Now we do know a lot of people die within the first three days, right after the yeah. shot, the large percentage of the people die right then. The average time to death after the shot is five months. Really? A study from uh, Steve Kirsch came out on Substack. I don't know if you read that or not, but you should uh, read Steve Kirsch's Substack. It's awesome. He does some amazing work, but uh, he was able to put together to analyze all the data and uh, come to the conclusion that the average time of death after the shots for the people that wind up dying is five months. Wow. That's uh, which proves my point that they're slow acting lethal injections. If you make a lethal injection, here's the thing. And this is where, if this is, if this is an intentional call of the human herd, which I believe it is, and you're designing these as lethal injections, you don't design them to kill like 0.01%. You want them to kill a hundred percent of the people you give them to. You know, you have to think of this how they would think of it. So if they're designed to be lethal injections, you want them to kill 100%. But if you kill them in seconds or hour, or minutes or hours, then everybody knows they're lethal injections. Science, we can design a lethal injection to kill an injection to kill you in seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, or years. If it kills you in months or years, then those deaths can be blamed on anything else. What? Sudden and unexpected, you're, you're breathing too hard. Uh, you, you know, all the crazy excuses they're coming out with to try and hide all the deaths from the poison. Um, they're pretty uh, absurd. Yeah, I got a whole a whole lot of questions from from all everything you just said. So, first of all, you said prayer is known to to rebuild DNA. Uh, to be to be clear for the audience, you're not just saying that based on a belief. There are studies that show this, correct? Correct. Yes, I'll, I'll have to track those down, but I have read several studies that have shown they don't know how or why, but prayer has been proven to help repair DNA damage. Okay. Very good. Number two, it sounds crazy to think that this is intentional to kill people. So the first, first thing I want to point out is Bill Gates. We have him on tape video of him stating before Congress that they want to control the world population using vaccines. He said this like a decade ago, like he yes. said those words to mm -hmm. Congress, it's, there's a recording of it. So he actually, he said this, so you should believe people when they tell you things, but the question becomes, if that is indeed what they're trying to do, to do control world population with vaccines. And they told you the plan. Wh why? Like that's the only, everybody always wants to, to know why and the, why people want to kill you doesn't really matter. You just need to know that they're actually doing it, but I'll try to answer that question in a second. But Bill Gates, in his TED Talk, he said he wanted to reduce the global population by a billion using vaccines. He said that in his TED Talk. So when billionaires tell you they're planning on killing you, you should listen to them and believe them. Um, he said that. I didn't make that up. Right. Um, but the why. Here's the why. The why goes back to the root cause of all this. The root cause of this is they're 
their cult. You could call it a cult, or you could call it a religion. Political correctness is their religion. It's the eighth. It's the dominant religion of the world for atheists who don't believe in God. It is its own religion. Seems to be. And when you believe in PC, God gave us reality, right? But PC wants us to actively deny reality. You have to play pretend. You have to pretend people can change their sex. You have to pretend men can get pregnant. You have to pretend poison's a vaccine. So the PC uh, religion requires the active denial of the reality that God gave us. Well, I'm not going to deny reality. Men cannot get pregnant. People can never change their sex. Poison is never going to be a vaccine, no matter how mad they get about me saying that. It doesn't matter. The reality is poison is not a vaccine. It'll never be a vaccine. These gene editing technology will never be a viable vaccine ever, period. It's poison into discussion. So it gets to the moral of you believe in God or you don't believe in God. So the reason why they want to kill us all is they don't believe in God. And when you don't believe in God, you have no more cult no moral code. There's no right or wrong. You can redefine all the words you want. You can redefine marriage. You can redefine deficit. There's no moral up or left, up or down, left or right. There's no right or wrong. Killing the masses is okay as long as it's for the greater good. So mass murder is okay. Genocide's okay. Poisoning babies, poisoning pregnant women's okay. That's the why, because they have no moral code because they're, they don't believe in God. So there is no right or wrong. And that's the why. Yeah. I mean, a few years ago, I would have just argued with the entire philosophy you just laid out there. I'm not, I, I'm not incredibly Christian. I was, I was raised that way, but I kind of got away from it. But when I just see what's playing out in the world in front of us, it's clear that at least a good deal of what you just said is true. These, these people who subscribe to this PC stuff, they don't have any other religion. They typically are atheists. And it's like this... It's like human humans need some kind of religion. They need something to that is greater than themselves to give them answers. So if you cut God out of the picture, you fill that void with something else. And in this case, it seems to be political correctness. It's just that seems to be the truth if you're just looking at it logically. Um, yeah. Another thing you mentioned that I want to ask you about because this came up on, actually on my flight back from the conference. I listened to Joe Rogan interviewing Alex Berenson. Now Alex Berenson has. He used to be a New York Times reporter. Um, he's been banned from Twitter for he's been a big um, thorn in the side of the of the entire vaccine movement. Um, he ha, he won his case and is now back on Twitter. Now he's suing the White House because the White House was trying to get him kicked off of Twitter. So that's a complete infringement on his uh, First Amendment, right? They, we've, they've always said Twitter can kick off whoever they want, but here it is, the White House telling them who to kick off. Okay, he came on Joe Rogan, and he was critical of ivermectin. Now, for the last year, we've had Dr. Pierre, Pierre Corey on the show. We've had a lot of doctors on the show who embraced ivermectin as the treatment of choice. There's countries all over the world who are using it as the treatment of choice to prevent and treat COVID. I've used it myself. My family has used it. Um, but a guy like that, Alex Berenson, has proven himself to have a lot of credibility. Where do you stand on this ivermectin thing and why? Um, well, I would say about ivermectin, ivermectin is a great drug. It's safer than Tylenol. It's been around for decades. So we know the safety profile is awesome. And it's just a, a, a wonder drug. Um, we recommend the multi-drug early treatment protocol, primarily the McCullough protocol, um, which 
Ivermectin is the number one cornerstone drug of that protocol. Now, there are other drugs that we use as well, hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, budesonide, prednisone, and a few others, vitamin C, zinc, aspirin, et cetera. So it's really the multiple use of all the drugs together that, that gives you the best outcome. And if you have all these tools, why wouldn't you use them all? You know, that's what didn't make any sense to me from the start when Fauci was like, no treatment until I, you can't treat patients until after they're in the hospital. Well, how could you ever reduce hospitalizations if you don't treat people until after they're in the hospital? It made no sense. So that was just proof to me that he's a bad doctor and he was trying to intentionally maximize death. And lo and behold, the United States of America has the highest COVID death toll in the world. And that's why he earned the name Dr. Death Fauci. He is Dr. Death Fauci and he's going to be forever known as that to the world. Now, ivermectin is a great, awesome drug. If I had to just pick one drug to take for COVID and only one drug, that would be the one drug I would pick would be ivermectin. That said, we don't just have to pick one drug. We have multiple drugs we can use and we, we use them in combination. And uh, th there's three things you're fighting with COVID. You're, try you're trying to reduce the viral load, you're trying to reduce inflammation, and you're trying to reduce clots. So we can use anti-clotting drugs to reduce the clots. We can use anti-inflammatories to reduce the inflammation, and we use the things that help to reduce the viral load. And that's why you really want the multiple drugs in combination instead of just going with one. Most doctors undertreat or never treat COVID. I do the opposite. I try to overtreat early as possible. So I would rather give people too many medicines that they don't wind up needing and then, and then they still live. Then if I don't give them enough and they wind up better in the hospital. So that's sort of my philosophy on it. I overtreat early, um, but ivermectin is the most important drug in, in our toolbox. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree with you. He, he was saying that there's no studies that show this, but real world use seems to show this conclusively. Well, um, go ahead. Th this is where I would jump in back in March of uh, 2020. And there was no studies, there's no info. And Fauci was telling everybody to do everything wrong. And I just decided back, back then, I'm just going to ignore everything Fauci and them say, because I knew everything they were doing, suggesting was wrong. And so I, March 18th of 2020, I told everybody, take hydroxychloroquine, azithromycin, and zinc. And that was from a paper I had read from Didier, Didier Raoult out of France uh, overseas. And so early on, that was the protocol. Now we added ivermectin to it, I think around August of 2020, sometime around then we added ivermectin to it. But we just started treating people. And when you treat people and you see them getting better, I just saw the real world results. I'm using all my patients. They're getting better. I don't need to know anything else. Right. That's all right. that mattered to me was my patients were getting better. And then I noticed when I, had, I added ivermectin, they got better even quicker. And so, you know, now fast forward to now, I've treated over 15,000 COVID patients successfully using this multidrug early treatment protocol. I myself have only lost one patient. Um, the team together, we lost, we lost six total. Um, but, you know, we've settled the science. Multidrug early treatment works, period. And those people who claim it doesn't, they're just, they're not treating patients. They're not out here in the real world treating patients like we are. So uh, the science is settled on that as far as I'm concerned. Certainly the paper that Corey and them just came out with, Pierre Corey and, and the team uh, just came out with this week. Great. It should be the nail in the coffin on the naysayers of ivermectin. Ivermectin works. It's a great, awesome drug. If it was up to me, I would put ivermectin in the water supply. Everybody in America would be getting <laughs> ivermectin in their water instead of fluoride um, because it's that good and that safe. Yes. Well, the fact of the matter is whether you, you buy into ivermectin or not, I do. Um, the, the government plan was 
stay home, take nothing, do nothing until you end up hospitalized. Like on yeah. its face, that is just dumb. And we've never seen that before in medicine. We've never seen any disease come along or even, you know, any. Well, that any, was the setup to drive the, the poison death shots. That's I what mean, that was all about. Maybe, that, was the fear, maybe. that was the fear porn to convince everybody you got to have a shot in every arm of, of this poison so we can call the human herd. I yeah, mean, they've talked about the great reset Klaus Schwab. You know, I call him Nazi Klaus Angel Schwab. Um, that he's, <laughs> he's been talking about the great reset and they've been bragging about their plans and their agenda and how the global, they're going to get the global population down. And it never made any sense until you realize, Oh, the vaccine's poison. Oh yeah. It all makes sense. Now they're just going to poison everybody. And that's what they're doing. That's what's happening. We're, you know, the hospitals, I call them hospitals. They're the new gas chambers right now. Uh, the doctors are the executioners in, in the great reset, these corrupt fake Fauci doctors and nurses that are poison pushers. I made a new website, poisonpushers.com, just so we can keep track of, of all the people pushing the poison because well, eventually good, because there's going to be needs, accountability. Yeah. There needs to be a day of reckoning. If and all that's, this, and that's yeah. the entire reason why I made poisonpushers.com because we're going to keep records of these people and we need to know who needs to be arrested for Nuremberg 2.0. And they need to all be on trial. Now, the problem is, is when 99% of the doctors in America are poison pushers, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to, you know, how hold them accountable and what we do about that. Because, you know, after Nuremberg won, they executed everybody. They hung them from ropes. We can't execute millions and millions of people. Uh, I mean, there's 1.1 million doctors in America, and there's probably only a thousand of us or less actually on the right side of this that are not recommending poison for our patients. So yeah, that, that remains to be seen how that's going to turn out. You know, I've learned that what you say, 99% of doctors, I've learned that doctors are not necessarily the people we've always believed them to be. Like we, we think of them as brilliant thought leaders of our society. And the, the fact is there's very few thought leaders out there. There's just a lot of followers, a lot of, and well, I have, I have, my, I have an interesting sort of unique perspective on that. What is, is is a lack of courage among doctors doctors are a lot of doctors are smart but they they they're pacifists who who will do anything to avoid a fight and when you're in the middle of war you you can't avoid the fight so they all bury their heads in the sand and pretend the fight's not happening or they just go along to get along now what i say is if you're oh you can't speak out because you're going to lose your job well that you're working in auschwitz you're pushing poison and you won't speak out because you'll lose your job you're okay no so let me ask you about that the guards that yes. not there those doctors are no better than the guards at auschwitz that were putting people to death in the gas chambers it's the same exact thing if it if it's cowardice if that's indeed what it is have you it had is. A, have you had a lot of doctors come to you in private and say i agree with you but or you <laughs> yeah just... yeah and what they don't know is when they tell uh. me that i just want to punch them in the face i want to <laughs> say yeah you're a coward thanks for admitting it pat me on the back and admit you're a coward while you're while you're poisoning people i'm with you there that that's no uh that's oh um they try to they think they're being supportive of you mm -hmm. but what they're really doing is telling you they're just pathetically weak cowards that we're Doctor, we we are surrounded by cowards in this society. I, I it's never been more mass, clear to me. Mass cowardice pandemic is a huge problem, and political correctness created that. Political correctness sure softened up America, fattened us up into fat couch potatoes. Uh, we don't get outside. We eat crappy food. They put basically poison in the food, and uh, so we got this fattened up generation that couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. 
Yeah. And, and, it, and the interesting thing about what you just said is it used to be the left. It used to be the politically corrupt group who was pointing out that our food is poison, that they're making us lazy, that they're turning us into couch potatoes. And now they, they were right. That was happening. But now that it's come all the way around and it's so completely obvious that we need to do something about it, they seem to have abandoned those principles altogether and they're just content to roll with it. Yeah. And it's funny how they everything they promoted uh, during COVID, stay at home, hide in your house, watch TV, don't go anywhere, social distance, just gain another 30 pounds. What's the highest risk factor for death from COVID? Fat, fat is beauty, doctor. Obe- fat is beautiful. Obesity. Uh, that That's whole big, the, the big is beautiful lie of political correctness, the uh, fat shaming. That's the other root of, sh- of political correctness, the death of shame. You're not supposed to be ashamed for any of your sins, because if you don't believe in God, there is no such thing as sin. Being a fat pig with, uh, uh, you know, three dicks on your shoulders uh, <laughs> is glamorized and glorified, you know, Um yeah, it's just crazy because there is no moral compass. There's no right or wrong. There is no sin. So you shouldn't be ashamed of being a fat pig. You shouldn't be ashamed of, of being a pedophile. You shouldn't be ashamed of being a rapist or a murderer. And anybody who's well, we've not so, gotten there bad. yet. We've not gotten there yet with you shouldn't be ashamed to be a rapist. Uh, but we have gotten there with pedophiles. They want well, to relabel them as minor protected or minor attractive uh, people. They don't even want to call them pedophiles now. We have a pedophile in the White House, period. I, I can't I can't say we don't, you know, I can't I mean, say we don't. it's on video. Yeah. I mean, how many women's ears? It's in, it's in his granddaughter's diary. Lick on and the granddaughter. He's yeah. taking showers with the kids and all this. You know, he got the creepy Joe nickname for a reason. He's got a lot of nicknames. Trader Joe, creepy Joe, dementia Joe. The guy's clearly incompetent. Now, this is where I think this needs to go. Uh, fake doctor Jill Biden should be arrested for the elder abuse of dementia Joe that we see ongoing every single day. All Dementia Joe can do is read a teleprompter. If a real reporter wanted to show up, ask Dementia Joe what day of the week it is. He'll probably get it wrong. If he doesn't have an earpiece in his ear, if the answer's not on the teleprompter, he's going to get it wrong because he doesn't know. He he has pretty advanced dementia. And what's happening to him is elder abuse. Now, does he deserve it? Yeah, he's a pedophile piece of shit. And he does deserve it uh, for his, he's just a career uh, liar, uh, every bad word I can think of applies to dementia Joe. So he's, it's called, called karma what he's getting dealt right now. But that said, we the rest of the world, America shouldn't have to watch it on TV every day. The elder abuse of dementia Joe that's ongoing every day in the media is part of it. Yeah. And it doesn't take a doctor to see that either. Like it's, it's exactly obvious. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is it's becoming, you know, the, the, the vaccine was safe and effective. You know, that's what they kept rolling out there. And it's become painfully obvious to anyone paying even a little bit of attention. You just got to pay casual attention to know it's not safe or effective. It's neither of those things. And the media now seems like they're trying to get out ahead of this messaging to direct it like they always do and pretend we all have amnesia. And they're now trying to frame the story. I've seen stories come up in the last week blaming Trump for pushing the vaccine out Early Now, I don't know if it's true that he pushed it out early or not. I don't really care, but I find it amazing that now the vaccine that they have been pimping for two years, they want to proactively blame it on Trump. And do you think people yeah. fall for that? Well, that's the interesting thing, because, you know, Trump did have a role in it. I love Trump uh, and I could 
go on and on about that. I mean, I'm, I, I created the very first President Donald Trump page on Facebook a year before he became president back in 2015. And I've been in Facebook jail for seven years because of that. <laughs> um, that said, Trump had a hand in it. Now, this is where I would you know, appeal to Trump and say, look, it's simple. Uh, these fake vaccines, they're not real vaccine. They're poison. They're killing a lot of people. You had a role in this so you could speak out and help us say stop the shots. We have to stop these shots. They have to be stopped. It's not a question of if, but when. How many more people have to die? There's about a million shots going into people every single day. So every day that the shots are allowed to continue. Is that that's still more, happening? It's still happening right now. If you Goodness Google the gracious. numbers, maybe it's only a half a million, but it, it's pretty hot way too high number. And every day that the shots are not pulled off the market is more and more people that are getting poisoned, which is their goal that their goal is to kill as many as possible. That's why they want a shot in every arm. They know that they're slow acting lethal injection. Their goal is to call the human herd. They've said that over and over and over. Now they're never going to admit that that's what they're doing, but we know that's what they're doing. And, uh, People who are paying attention knows that that's what's happening. So we have to do everything we can to appeal to Trump to, to hey, you need to be on the right side of history. And here's what I would say this. Uh, Dr. Zlinko was his doctor. Dr. Zlinko was in our Right Docs of History group. He has passed away now. Mm -hmm. But our Right Docs of One History of group, we're, yep. we're the yep. doctors who never, never recommended a single dose of the poison for a single patient. And uh, Trump needs to join our side in this. And he needs to say, stop the shots and help us get these shots pulled off the market as soon as possible. Why wouldn't he do that? I, I, I don't, don't see that. Happening. I don't I've he, heard from everybody that knows him that says he's stuck on it. And he thinks they're good. And he's just wrong. He's, and when you're wrong, you have to, you can, nobody's perfect. Nobody gets everything right other than Jesus. But you know, um, if you're wrong and you make a big mistake, certainly a big mistake is this. You have to admit it. Fess up. Here's the simple reality. Dr. Death Fauci and Dr. Burke straight up lied to him. Dr. Burke's even admitted lying to Trump. So they deceived him into thinking that this was going to be safe and effective when clearly it's not. So when that's the reality we have in front of us, admit that, hey, I thought I thought it would be safe and effective, but apparently it's not. So we need to stop these shots. We need to get them off the market. It would be that simple. And I think the American people would forgive Trump and move on to the next thing. But as long as he refused to talk about it and he won't admit he was wrong to me, I can't support him. Yeah. You know, and I've been his biggest supporter uh, of anybody I know. Uh, but going forward, if he won't call for these poison shots to be pulled off the market, I can't vote for him. Yeah, I don't see him doing that. Um, I know. I, I'm indifferent about Trump one way or the other. I, I think I'm like the only guy in the country who doesn't either love him or hate him. I'm kind of middle of the road, but I do recognize that he's a complete egotist. I don't think, I think he's like the Fonz. I don't think he can say, I'm sorry. You know? I just, yeah. I, don't I, I think you're probably right about that. Now I'll say he did a lot of great things and I'll say he, I consider him by far the best president of my life. I'm 52 years old. I was born in 1970. Richard Nixon was president then. And to me, uh, Trump by far the best president of my life, but by far his biggest mistake was delivering the COVID vaccines uh, in record time because uh Fast science is bad science, and uh, we know these poison shots are harming people all over the world. So we just have to do whatever it takes to get these poison shots stopped. Fast and science I, is safe science, like you said, and that's something that it's amazing. In a country where we are overregulated, especially out here in California, for 
everything. You can't do anything without getting 17 permits. Most medicines take years and years and years to get FDA approval. This was rushed faster than anything we've ever seen. That on every level should have made everybody suspicious. And the new boosters that they're about to launch right now with the, BI, the, the BA5, uh, the bivalent boosters, have been tried and have been tested in zero people ever. So wow. they're about to launch this totally new product that's never been used, never tested in animals, nothing. And everybody just okay with that. And it's just complete. The FDA, FDA, NIH, CDC, they should all be locked up in prison throw away the keys for Nuremberg 2.0. Those guys are so corrupt. It's absurd. And they're approving poison after poison after poison. We have to end. We need a global ban on all gene editing shots. We don't need any mRNA or DNA shots. They need to be banned globally. Here's the thing. They need to be banned. Like these vaccines maybe well, need here, to be banned, but do you think that technology needs to be banned? Like aren't there some future needs- good uses for it? There, there may be in the future and when they test it out, when they actually do real testing on rats or guinea pigs or whatever, and can prove that it's actually safe and effective for real instead of the BS that they've been doing, then maybe so. But right now, what we know is uh, they're poison. And not only are they poisoning humans, but they could very well be poisoning every animal species on the planet because, you know, cats, dogs, dolphins, whales birds, their DNA-based life forms too. And you're reading these stories about mass die-off of this animal here, all these random animals are dropping dead. Nobody knows why. Well, it may be from the spike protein poisoning. And if nobody connects those dots, uh, we're going to have much bigger problems going forward. Here's the thing. Everything around the world globally with the uh, wars and the economy, everything keeps getting worse until the mass poisoning stops. Nothing can get better until we stop poisoning everybody. So we can just expect, we can expect going forward, we're going to have the greatest depression in human history coming soon oh, yeah, to this coming. world. That's it's coming. coming. There's no stopping it. When you poison three out of four people on the planet, how can you not get the greatest depression ever? It's coming. And okay, the sad me- thing is the one out of four who are not poisoned, we're going to have to take out of the three out of the four who are poisoned when they're sick. So we're going to have a lot of work to do going forward. Let me, uh, I, I want to ask you a couple more COVID questions and then I want to sure. swing the conversation to some other stuff about you. But All let right. me just ask you this, and I don't even necessarily expect you to have an answer to this, but when I, I do have some other friends and I actually know other doctors who believe like you that we are intentionally being poisoned, okay? And one question I always throw back to them, and I've not really heard a convincing answer, maybe you have something. If they truly just are slow poisoning us, if that's what they wanted, why a vaccine? Why not put it in the water? Why not drop it in the air? Like, wouldn't that be a much easier way to do things? Well, at least they clearly they've been planning it for at least a decade because it was a decade ago that Bill Gates said he was going to use vaccines to reduce the global population by 15 percent. So they didn't just haphazardly decide, hey, let's use vaccines to kill everybody. They, they just planned this for decades. So why they chose these certain vaccines, I think because it's brand new technology had never been used before. They knew it killed all the mice, but they thought, hey, we can, we're in power now. We control all the alphabet agencies. The PC COVID cult controls all the different organizations and they're in control. And so, mm-hmm. hey, we can push this experimental stuff that we know kills everybody. We can claim it's safe and effective. Uh, because we don't know because it's never been used. So, hey, maybe it'll turn out to be safe and effective. Oops, it just killed everybody. 
That's what's going to happen. We thought it was, they're going to blame it all on Fauci. They're going to say, well, we thought it was safe and effective too. We didn't know. And it's called plausible deniability. And what, you know, that gets to the root of why do they, you know, we're useless eaters. Why do they want the global population at half a billion as Georgia Guidestones? They wrote on the Georgia Guidestones. Um, I don't know why, but they do. And so why they want to kill us doesn't really matter. What are, they think, what are the they Georgia Georgia Guidestones? I'm not familiar. You know, the Georgia Guidestones were erected by who knows? That's the mystery of who erected them. But the theory is, of course, that the global elitists erected them because whoever did it had to have been a multimillionaire or maybe a billionaire to do it, but it had their goals. We want to per, humanity to be in perpetual peace at a population of 500 million or whatever, Okay, which is half a billion. So that's hmm. their stated population target. Uh, they want it there to be a half a, only a half a billion people. And if there's 8 billion people when they started, that means they intend to murder 7.5 billion people uh, with their great reset. It's really not a fun thing to think about. <laughs> it's the, it is, like that. that's it sounds oh. so crazy that people don't want to believe it well who would want to believe that like it gives nobody you wants to believe it it gives you a feeling of hopelessness um let correct me, let me ask you a, another thing and then I, we'll get into the other topic um what is what do you see foresee happening this fall um because if if the if the goal is to you know mass murder they haven't reached their goal. So can we expect another more dangerous variant that is going to encourage more people to get vaccinated? Do you think we can expect a, a, a new virus we have to be afraid of? What can what do you think is coming? Well, what remains to be seen is, is you know, Luke Montagne said he believed 100 percent of people who took one shot would be dead in three years. Now, we don't know if that's going to be right or not. But if true, obviously, that's horrible. Tell, horrible. tell people you know, who he is. He, I mean, Luke, he's a, Luke he Montagne just. Luke Montagne won a Nobel Prize. He discovered HIV. He was considered to be the most uh, prominent virologist in the world. He passed away back in February, but uh, he warned everybody before he died that not to take these shots. So the question going forward is if, if they're hundred percent fatal, all they have to do is wait. They don't have to do anything. All they have to do is wait for everybody to die and then clean up. They can throw Fauci under the bus and uh, they can do politically whatever shenanigans they want to do. Now, if they're not 100% fatal, then they're going to unleash more germs on us. Maybe they release the variant of COVID that kills, you know, there's supposedly some super variants that'll kill like 50% of people that get them. We know the people who've gotten this shots, when they do get COVID, they're more, far more likely to die. So they, may, they could just keep releasing more variants. They could release smallpox. They have the keys to all the deadly bioweapons, and they own them, and they made them. Yeah, that's true. And that's, that's crazy. And they, they, they could they, unleash any of them that they want. There's, there's places in this world where they have diseases like smallpox, just like hanging out. They just keep it. I, yeah. why? Yeah. Back, back when I was in medical school, that was a big, huge discussion we had. It's like, why are they keeping smallpox when they could just eradicate it? And we would never have to Oh, well, they need to study it. Well, that's the worst argument ever, because that just guarantees somebody's going to release it down the road. The whole idea of ridding the world of the yeah. disease, you actually get rid of it. You don't save it. Right. And I'm here Only, in Los Angeles. We had the, the plague came back. They found yeah. the plague downtown. People are getting the yeah. plague. I don't well, know, man. You, you get plague from uh, from uh, uh, rats that yeah. have certain fleas on them. 
Uh, so periodically you'll see uh, plague outbreaks here and there just from the, if the, too many rats or mice show up with the wrong fleas. But um, certainly the crazy, the mutant mosquitoes, how about that subject? Bill Gates and his mutant mosquitoes. Now, supposedly they're mutating these mosquitoes so that there's less disease, but the few limited studies they did when they released them in Brazil, the mosquito-borne illnesses went through the roof once they released the mutant mosquitoes. Yeah, he's now they're about, a lot wrong. They're about to do it in Florida. Um, mm. So Ron DeSantis needs to put a stop to the, the release of the mutant mosquitoes in Florida. Somebody needs to uh, put an end to Bill Gates and his mutant mosquitoes. He needs to be arrested and in prison. We don't need to be releasing mutant mosquitoes all over the world, driving disease rates of mosquito-borne illnesses through the roof. It's just nuts. It's the mad science is the problem. The past couple of years, we're seeing a, a proliferation of out-of-control mad science that's just getting approved left and right. Oh, let's approve this new crazy drug, or let's approve this new poison, or let's approve these mutant mosquitoes. All this crazy stuff that normally would have never been approved 10 years ago, they're just approving all of it because the crazy, insane, I call it PC insanity. Political correctness is a mental illness. It's a form of insanity. If you think PC is good, you're a psychopath. Um, so these people who believe in political correctness, they're all insane. And so they're pushing this insane agenda. And uh, that's the root of it. Now, I would argue that political correctness is already illegal in America because of First Amendment. First Amendment is free speech. Free speech is the exact opposite of political correctness. You know, so you can't practice PC and free speech at the same time. So we have free speech under law. With we first barely limits. have free speech. So we barely. So have. I would argue that political correctness because of the First Amendment is illegal. That said, uh, people all across the country break laws. Uh, they violate our right to free speech all the time, certainly on Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you talked about uh, Berenson suing them. I wish somebody would find me a lawyer to sue because I'm the most banned doctor in America. I could. I think I would have a great suit against Twitter and Facebook uh, yeah. and YouTube. Certainly YouTube, uh, you know, when I put the Dementia Joe video out and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter all deleted it. How is that not important, relevant information? The doctor's telling the world that this guy had major presidential candidate, has obvious dementia, and they just shut it down. Yeah, censorship and is the one for me. That's always been the issue for me going as far back as I can remember because it's the cornerstone of a healthy society. You need open debate. You need a free exchange of ideas. I don't want you censoring anyone for anything. And this new term of hate speech. Well, what is hate speech? Now it's, it's yeah. anything you say that they don't like. It's a dangerous, Correct. dangerous road. We've gone down. You say we have free speech, but we really don't anymore. We need to take that. I, I actually back. agree with you. They've really, uh, the, it's proven by the fact that Facebook and Twitter, they get away with this. So we really don't have free speech in America. At this point, I, I agree with you. And we are living in occupied territory. Now we need to we need soldiers to, to take America back and and we need to actually have free speech going forward in the future because it is one of the most important things uh, about American values. You know, this whole thing is orchestrated to destroy America. This is all about helping the CCP take down America to bring in the one world government and the uh, you know global tracking system and the digital currency and all that mess. And that's the big picture of what this is about. And, you know, the, th the sad news is they're winning. You know, they've, mm -hmm. we've had over, this is a war. It began in 2020, bioterrorism, cyber war. And they've, uh, we've had over 6 million deaths from the Frankenstein virus, the bioterror weapon, Fal Dr. Death Fauci's concoction. 
that he paid for the gain of function to create. We've had over 6 million deaths. We've had over 5 billion poisoning victims. Okay. How are we not losing this war? Please tell me. Uh, we've had zero Mind control people, just zero, zero dead enemy. You know, if you look at enemy leaders, how many dead enemy leaders? Zero. So zero dead enemy leaders, uh, you know, Nazi Klaus Schwab, Yuval Hariri, George Soros, Marxist Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, big bro Obama, on and on and on. You're better at nicknames than um, Trump is. And <laughs> they've killed six million people. They poisoned five billion people. And everybody's just like, oh, the, po- the shots are safe and effective. Oh, brainwashing's not real. Sure, it's not. It, you know, that's the funny thing. People who are like the 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 mass, you know, the mass formation psychosis yeah. isn't real, or the global mass psychosis isn't real. We Everybody had Dr. Mateus that, on the show. They're the, talking they're the about ones that. who are captured, but the people who think it's not real are the ones captured by it. Right, right. Yeah, we had Dr. Mateus Desmond on the show talking about mass awesome. formation, and it was a it was a eye opening uh, interview. I got to tell you that. Now, you said the plan is to to take over America and to bring usher in the CCP and one world government. I, I can't verify whether or not that's the plan, but I can tell you that that's what's happening. Whether it's the plan or not is America is going down. The CCP is gaining strength and we're moving toward one world world government. So whether it's the plan or not almost seems irrelevant at this point. Now you talk about being uh, banned. You are the most banned doctor you've treated patients for free. So what usually happens when we have a doctor like you on the show is I get a bunch of people writing in about how that doctor's a grifter. All right. Grifter. I, th- I think most people who use that word don't even know what that's the why is. I chose to treat people for free because I knew those accusations okay. would come. And that's right. How I headed that off by treating everybody for free. There you go. You've treated patients for free in all 50 states. I don't I don't know how you did that. That's amazing. Um, do have you have you has the the media comes after people like you because you speak out have you gotten like any momentum on your side for the things you've done or are you still just are they still just coming after you because like someone like you is a danger to their message certainly i get attacks all the time in the media i mean i get i get death threats via email periodically and and uh, you know i call them the pc covid cult people lashing out against me um so i'm used to that i just ignore it you know, if I start an argument with somebody online, as soon as I realize they're a member of the PC COVID code, I just block them. I don't, I'm not going to argue with those people. I just block. I just go straight to the block um, because uh, there's no point. In, you know, what's the old Mark Twain phrase? Don't argue with stupid people because they bring you down to their level and then they beat you uh-huh. uh, with experience. Uh, <laughs> I've not heard that. That's good. So um, it's appropriate. You know, I, I just try not to argue with with people that just don't know what they're talking about because, you know, I went to school for literally a quarter of a century. I started kindergarten in 1975. I finished my residency in the year 2000. So I was in school for 25 years and uh, studying science and medicine and psychology and philosophy and and all these things. And uh, I went to school for a reason, but trying to explain things to people who don't have that background, sometimes it Explaining things to people who don't know what you're talking about. It's it's like trying to explain Russian to somebody who doesn't like trying to explain biochemistry to some or amino acid sequences uh, to somebody who doesn't have that knowledge background. It's like trying to talk in a foreign language to them. So I try to use simple common language and, and talk in terms like, you know, even a third grader could understand to, to kind of bring it down to a level that the average person 
can relate to better. You do a very good uh, job of that. Some, sometimes people listen to doctors like Dr. Robert Malone, who is excellent, love the guy, but um, he, he kind of goes over your head if, if you're not familiar. You do a good job of getting the message down to level everybody can wrap their mind around. So that's good. I appreciate you. I, I try to do that. I'm, that is intentional. I try to uh, simplify the message. And that's why I use the word poison. The simplest way to understand this is poison. Now, the doctors are going to argue about the nature of what exact kind of poison it is. For the next 10 years, We're going to doctors are going to have that argument. But my comment's simple. While we're figuring that out, while the doctors are arguing over the nature of the poison, let's just stop giving it to people because we know it's poison. Now, we can have all kinds of arguments about, you know, is it you know, the spike protein that's making clots or is it the lipid nanoparticles crossing the blood vein barrier? There's all sorts of different topics on that. Is graphene oxine in there? Are there nanobots in there? All this stuff. Well, some of, some of that may come out to be true. Some of it may not, but we just know it's poison. And so we got to quit giving people poison. Um, it's and, hurting people. Stop giving it. That's, that's yeah, it's and, uh, yeah. basic. You know, it's, see, this is why everything's flipped and backwards. Normally you had to prove something was actually safe before you were actually allowed to give it to people. You had to do experiments in rats or guinea pigs or ferrets or whatever for mm -hmm. multiple years and publish your study results and prove that they didn't all die. And then they might think about letting you use it in humans. Well, that's not what happened here. When they did the studies in the animals, 80% of the animals died. And then just a little time passed and they said, oh, well, let's just start using it in people. Right. That's what happened. And wow. the average person doesn't know that that's what happened. There was I didn't, I didn't know that. 80% of the animals died? Of the ferrets, yes. And the, the few studies they did with these vaccines in animals, the vast majority, 80% of the ferrets died. They know it. Albert Borla, the people papers, at Pfizer, Moderna. Are there papers that, that show that? There are. That's the interesting thing is uh, finding those papers was easy, like in 2019, 2020, mm -hmm. but they memory hole them. They start scrubbing the Internet for anything that makes the vaccines look bad. So finding them now is actually difficult because they they hide all the evidence of their crime. Wow. I, I would love to see that. I mean, that's pretty compelling. I mean, 80 percent. You would, ne yeah, you would I'll, never I'll, have I'll, anything I'll, go to market that killed 80 percent of animals and, and trials. That's insane. It is insane, but uh, that's what's happening. And we're poisoning people all over the world with just straight up poison. And uh, it's intentional. It's for WEF's Great Reset. They know what they're doing. You know, initially early on, you think, oh, one or two or three mistakes. Oh, they're just making dumb mistakes. But when they make 20, 30, 40 dumb mistakes in a row, eventually you just have to conclude, no, this isn't dumb. This is just planned evil. Okay, doctor, um, we got we got to get wrapping up, but I, I want to get into some other stuff because you're you're an interesting guy. Uh, you're not just a doctor. Uh, you you you're also in a band. You had some success when you were young touring, which is super cool. I'm gonna play one of the songs now. I, I think I'm gonna loop one in at the beginning. Right, also, sure, yeah. um, tell tell us about tell us about that. Tell us about your band now. Tell us about your experience as a musician. I also believe you were in like some films. Yes. Yeah, tell um, us about that. I'll, I'll tell you about that stuff. Yeah, I played guitar since I was a kid and I uh, sing. I had to sing in church. We always had to sing in church. And so I learned how to sing in church. And and so I started writing songs probably in my late teen years. And and then in my 20s, uh, me and my buddy put a band together. We called Dr. O was the band. And we our claim to fame was we had more number one songs on mp3.com than any band in the world. We had 26, 26 number one songs. 
And that wow. was from like 1999 till 2002 that we had, had a bunch of hit songs. And because of that, Yahoo called us the super group of cyberspace. And, and I got oh, wow. to go, which led to a bunch of uh, interesting gigs. I got to play at CBGB's and Whiskey A Go-Go. And like the last gig I played, we opened up for Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper and uh, Queensryche outside of Boston. I oh, played man. a lot of fun gigs all over the country. Uh, but what I found out is meeting some of those people is like, you know, being a rock star is kind of overrated. They all didn't seem very happy. And the idea of going from city to city and just having to entertain people like a jukebox didn't seem like a whole lot of fun to me. And I never really made enough money to quit my day job. So I never quit my day job, you know. So but um, then the other thing, the reason that I got to be in the movies was my other funny 15 minutes of fame moment. I had an infamous running with Dick Cheney after hurricane Katrina. Um, basically he came to my neighborhood, my house got destroyed. I took like five feet of water in my house. And I remembered he had told Senator Lady to go fuck himself on the floor of the Senate. And so I thought, you know, this guy's coming here. They, they made me mad because they wouldn't let me go to my house because he was there. I'm yeah. like, well, it's my house. I don't, right. you know, if he wants to come visit, whatever, I don't care. But you know, they're not even letting me go to my own house. So I was a little pissed about that. And uh, so basically I decided I, was, I just told him to go fuck himself on national television. And it was that. on CNN and MSNBC and Fox and it was all over the world. Well, wasn't too funny. Later, they came to my house and they stuck machine guns in my face and put me in handcuffs what? and interrogated me for about a half an hour. We're saying fuck you to Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Are you trying to harm him or this or that?" Oh I'm like, goodness. "No, I'm just telling them what he said to a senator." It's, you know, so they're like, "Well, apparently you didn't break the law. We have to let you go, but even though we don't really want to." And God, <laughs> it was kind of ridiculous, so evil, man. But after that happened, like, it was like I don't know. A couple months later, I randomly get a phone call one day out of the blue. Spike Lee's calling me on the phone, and uh, at first I thought it was a gag. And then I realized, oh, this actually is Spike Lee. Man, he wanted me to be in this uh, movie he was working on. He was working on a documentary about Hurricane Katrina. And so I was in that. And then uh, he made a follow-up second film uh, that I was also in. The second one, uh, Brad Pitt and, and uh, Sean Penn were in that one, which was cool. I got to be in the third movie. I was an extra on the set of Deja Vu, which was with uh, Denzel Washington yeah. and uh, Val Kilmer. And I was only on set for like two days. That was really neat. And uh, then HBO, uh, HBO had a comedy release special for Katrina victims. They flew me to Las Vegas, gave me front row seats to that, where I met every famous comedian in the world, like Whoopi Goldberg, Robin Williams, uh, Roseanne Barr, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, uh, on and on and on. Every famous person you could think of was at that. I, somebody sent me a free Fender Telecaster guitar. I got like 10,000 emails. Sweet. And all these things happened to me all because I told Dick Cheney to go fuck himself. <laughs> so, that's so great. I would love to tell Dick Cheney to go fuck himself. That's, that's well, that, you, that yeah. you did that and that it produced dividends for you. That's terrific. Well, that's the funny. Yeah, people are like, do you regret doing that? I'm like, no, actually, I don't regret doing it because a lot of wild, interesting things happened after that, you know. But, um, Certainly his daughter, she got uh, she got stoned pretty good in the election in Wyoming the other day. So um, at least he's out of power. Uh, he, he didn't seem like a very good person in general. And, uh, no. you know, she his daughter, she's a, they're they're part of the PC COVID cult. Yeah. 
Sure. Some people call them rhinos. I call it PC COVID cult. The PC political correctness controls both parties. It controls yeah. the Republican Party and the Democrat Party. No doubt. No doubt. It is the dominant uh, force in both parties. Uh, really, we have one uniparty. Yeah, the PC, and that's why, the PC that's party. why I don't know if you and heard. They're in charge. I don't know if you heard Biden's speech this week. He basically, basically said as much, right? It's like us, meaning all the Democrats and the good guys in the Republican team, meaning yeah. the PC COVID cult versus all these MAGA terrorists is essentially yeah. what he was saying. So like, if you are not in the PC COVID cult, you're a terrorist. And that's, that should be a very chilling message to everybody who's not ready to just fall in line and obey with every little thing. That's yeah. If you it. believe in reality and you don't want to play pretend, then you're a terrorist according to them. Yeah, and uh, that's that's not going to work out very well long term uh, for, you know, the good news about the PC COVID cult is, is a, it is a suicide cult and they're all suiciding themselves, taking poison. And we try to tell them not to, but they keep taking the kill aid. And, you know, Jimmy Jones in Guyana, he only poisoned, you know, eight, nine hundred people, whereas Fauci has poisoned five billion. So he he makes that guy look like a rank amateur. Uh, you know, uh, and now we're trying to convince people to stop taking the poison, but if they're going to keep suiciding themselves and try to force it on their body, then I just wish they would all hurry up and die, drop dead. <laughs> it would be game over. We don't, wow. Because the sooner they all die, we, 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 we will get rid of political correctness after they're all dead and gone. Because who's going to be left? I, I guess they're so. not going to be just, here. Just us. <laughs> they're not going to be around the people yeah. who think think men can get pregnant and they think they can change their sex they're the majority of them are going to die because they're suiciding themselves so i would tell those people stop taking poison uh you know do the things we said earlier pray fast and take some ivermectin don't take any more poison uh you know you don't you don't want to be mean spirited and, and wish death on people. But when they're trying to force everybody in the world to take poison, then if they're going to poison themselves, then I wish the poison was, would kill them in a few minutes instead of months. Um, but uh, so I don't know what the end point is going to be. That's the great mystery. This is like the greatest cliffhanger of all time. Right. Because how's this going to turn out two, three years from now? We nobody knows. What, I, what I could not even you know? begin. I, you used to be able to look two years into the future and have a pretty yeah. good idea of where you would be and what you would be doing. Not I could now. possibly guess right now where I'm going to be, yeah. what the world's going to be like. No idea. Doctor, thank you so much. Uh, uh, the fascinating conversation. You're super entertaining guy. Very informative. Brave. That's that's the most important thing. You're a brave doctor. At least you are. I don't know if you're right or wrong about the things you say. I know you have knowledge. And I know you're not scared to say them. So I appreciate you for that. Thank you so much, doctor. Where can people find your music? Um, my music's on uh, n1m.com. Uh, if you look for Dr. O, Dr. Obvious on uh, n1m.com, or uh, if you just find me on True Social or on uh, Right Docs of History channel on Rumble, Right Docs of History. Um, I periodically post my music there. Um, people can also find me on biologicalwarriors.com. Okay. And social media, you're just, a, you're the only one you're left on is true social, right? True social is about it. Uh, okay. I, I'm also on Gitter. I don't use Gitter as much, but uh, you can find me on Gitter. Look for Dr. Obvious or Ben Marble MD on Gitter. Um, you know, I would, you know, Facebook, they're just killing their own model. I don't know why sure they're, they're like trying to turn themselves into the next MySpace, but 
That's nope. what they're doing. They are. Um, you know, so, you know, they can't die soon enough as far as I'm concerned with their censorship that it's just like un-American. Um, so anyway, appreciate right, you Jacob. having me on again, man. It was really great to meet you in person. I'm glad we got to talk some more. And uh, if I can ever help you out in any way, you just let me know. Right on. Thank you, doctor. All right, man. Good talking with you. Wef's Great Reset. Wef's
Stop the shots, people. Stop the shots.net.